Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome into Studio Day Heffrey. I am Jeff Cavanaugh of 97.1 The Freak. That's where you can hear me if you listen to the radio in the DFW area. If not, you can listen on the iHeartRadio app, find 97.1 The Freak, and then, uh, yeah, you can listen that way on the radio. Although, that would be on the phone. Who cares? I'm on here to talk about cowboy stuff. I asked for questions from the people. So, I got questions from the people. And there's a couple of different things we need to talk about. Um, I guess we're not just going to quit and not play any more football this year. We're actually going to continue to play the football and see what happens. But I will tell you, that was the kind of loss where it's like, hmm, it's very rare that you get someone like me who is very, very even keeled. We don't do the yelling and the wild takes and all the stuff. Yesterday, not yesterday, what are we on today? Tuesday? So two days ago. The loss on Sunday was different. There was something different about that. That was so thorough and against the team that over the last couple of years has so clearly become your measuring stick that I do think that was a loss that changes things. So, the first thing I want to talk about is Dak. My guy. Jeff loves Dak. Jeff thinks Dak is very good. That loss does make me think that there is a chance, and there always was, but there is a decent chance that Dak is not the long-term quarterback of the Cowboys, that next year is the last year of Dak. I think it's possible. And even in even if that's true, I still don't think it's Dak's fault. I think everything about this thing looked wonky, broken, and bad. I think there's been a series of decisions and uh well, we'll just go with a series of decisions that have put us in a place that is not good. And you play against one of the best defenses in football when, in theory, you should have been better equipped to go have a nice offensive day against them than you were the last two years. Should have been. But you weren't. The whole thing just doesn't fit. And watching that offense, and Dak is the trigger man, so watching Dak in that game, after having watched... The London game, which was Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen and watching the Dolphins play with what Mike McDaniel and Tua and that team is doing offensively, it just makes it harder and harder to buy that, hey, they win 12, win, they win 12 games every year and all you got to do is get to the tournament and have a chance. Like, that's me. That's what I always think. You're winning 12. You've got a shot. You lost a one-score playoff game against the 49ers two years in a row. It happens. You were an underdog in those games. You were supposed to lose. It happens. I don't know. That loss combined with watching the young quarterbacks who still are super athletic and can make some of the goofy-ass throws that Dak can't, it doesn't sway me from what I think about Dak's place in the league. He's like the eighth-best quarterback in football. But is that going to be good enough with the way this thing looks? Is that going to be close to good enough to realistically believe 
I can get through San Francisco and Philly and then Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes or Mike McDaniel's offense, the whole thing just feels like, no, that's not realistic. So what are we going to do about it? And now more than ever, I think it's very possible that you're going to go in, let me look up the salary cap here, to next year, and you're not going to extend Dak, and he's going to go into the last year of his contract, counting about $60 million against the cap, and you're just going to ride it out and see what happens. And then he'll be a free agent. You can't tag him because that was worked into his deal. But that feels more realistic today than ever before. That the whole of it is, it doesn't seem realistic that I can win a Super Bowl with the way this thing is set up. And so knowing damn well that whoever the next guy is that takes the snaps isn't going to be as good as Dak, well, I'll spend 40 to $50 million on the rest of the team and see what happens. And really, in the meantime, you also need to be thinking about who the hell is going to be calling the plays and what does this offense look like? Because Mike McCarthy's offense looks like butt. That looked like butt. It's hard to go watch San Francisco's offense, Miami's offense, Kansas City's offense. And that's three very different quarterbacks, right? Tua, Purdy, Mahomes. So it's not like I'm saying, look at the best quarterbacks on the planet. I'm saying these offenses. Watching those operate, watching the windows that are being created by the coaching, by the scheming. And then watching the Cowboys where it's... (laughs) He's said this about Kellen Moore and Jason Garrett, didn't we? Just win on the slant, man. Just beat your man. No, coach better. Do better. So anyway, that's the Dak stuff. Uh, Let's get to what people asked. What did people ask? Where do the Cowboys go from here? Does Tolbert deserve more starter reps now? Maybe. The only question is, who does he take them from? Because... If you guys know me, you probably know I believe in a lot of the nerd numbers. Like, I believe in, sure, tell me how much do does each receiver in this offense separate. And CeeDee Lamb's one of the better separators in football. There's a reason that even though he's only targeted 21% of the time, he has like 34% of your yards. It's because he's the best receiver you have. And despite the fact that everybody you play against knows he's the best you have, he's still the best at getting open and doing the most with uh, what he's given him. CeeDee Lamb needs the ball more. I know there are people out there who don't like when people talk about needing the ball more or when people complain or whatever, and receivers do it a lot. I know because I was a receiver once. Not very good. I couldn't get off the line of scrimmage because I wasn't very strong. Uh, Receivers want the ball, and they're going to talk about it, especially if they're not getting the ball and especially if you're losing. In CD's case, he should be talking about it. He is not being targeted enough especially considering the fact that everybody knows they want you to get the ball and you're still outperforming everybody else on a per route, on a per target, on a per everything basis. CD's a stud. Jamar Chase caught 15 passes last week. You think everybody knew he was going to get the ball? Hell yes, they knew he was going to get the ball. And what? And that goes back to your coaching too. Quarterback, force it to him. Coaches. Come on, man. (laughs) Just... Pretend like it's your job and design a better offense. Just do that. Um, Oh, but Tolbert. So, yeah. So, like, Michael Gallup is not a good separator. Really never has been, and he's not a good separator. He has had a couple of nice little games this year. So, 
this comes down to, I don't know who. I guess Mike McCarthy again. Let's just keep talking about Mike McCarthy. Um, who's a good head coach, by the way. I believe that. I can't take that from him. But his days of calling an offense, those might be behind him. Yeah, I'd like to see Tolbert play more because I do think that Gallup doesn't separate well enough to be an NFL starter. But holy crap, Brandon Cook's production is nothing. So yeah, I got a couple of different places where you can come in and get some snaps. How's Brandon Cooks kill the Cowboys in camp? Like a deep ball every day and can't catch a ball on Sundays. You can't, I don't know. And that's why this one felt different, right? That's why this one felt different because there's so many guys and so many things that you think will be better that weren't. And here's the other thing. I'm almost nine minutes into this. And we're talking about the offense, and we're talking about Dak because they're the most popular things. Like, there's a reason that's who Dante Whitner talks about after the football game. And, by the way, we could talk about him real quick. He's a former NFL safety that was a good player that's now traveling down the road of probably mad that nobody has thought about his name in, like, 10 years. And so you just scream and use negative words as much as you can and call people bums and stuff. And then you move on with your day. Like, he wants to be Shady McCoy. He wants somebody to pick him up and give him money to talk without doing the work of being able to inform people of what's happening in football. And that sucks, but it's what it is. It's kind of how TV works. Uh, So, yeah, now I'm almost 10 minutes into this thing, and we haven't mentioned. We fight about Kellen Moore and Jason Garrett and Dak and McCarthy, and, like, those are things that get debated all the time, right? One thing we don't debate is the Cowboys are going to be really good at defense, and Dan Quinn's amazing. That defense sucked. That was awful. That could have played great. You were still going to lose because that defense was awful. What are y'all doing? They're supposed to have the best safety group in the league. Uh-uh. J-Ron Curse has been bad. It's not a good safety group. Not today. We think it is because we had evidence that it was. Kind of like Dak, right? I have seven, eight years of evidence that says he's a good quarterback. He didn't look like one on Sunday. That Cowboys defense ain't good. They weren't good on Sunday. They played the best competition they're going to face this year, and they made them look like they weren't any good. They abused the safeties. You didn't get enough pass rush. Cowboys running out of linebackers. With the Van Der Esch injury, Mike is about to have to play linebacker, I bet. Uh, the whole thing looked bad, and this all goes back to the same point. That loss felt different. That loss felt like it can change things. And I do think there's a good chance it starts with the quarterback who I always assumed, and I think a lot of people always assumed, an extension was coming because you don't want to have a $60 million cap hit next year. I don't know that it's coming. I think I lean towards it's maybe not. And it depends, right? Do they get this thing rolling? Do they get this thing rolling? And kicking ass, and they get to the NFC title game, and they lose a, a nail biter, and by the end of the year, it's a good defense and a good offense, and then it's like, woohoo! Well, then we feel good again, and sure, then it probably does happen. But we are seeing, we are seeing some bad, and if you don't get this thing to where you are as good as the team that just demolished you, there's potential for big changes. Big changes. Uh, why is my mental health beholden to a group of young men that recently decided they suck at their professions? This is the life we choose. I should play the Matthew McConaughey after the Texas OU game. 
That's a healthy man about his sports. And maybe he's not a healthy man about his sports. Maybe he's just high as a kite. But it was like, oh, man, oh, man, that was a good one. Good job, Sooners. And we'll catch you guys next time. Hook him, though. Well, he didn't give a damn. He was happy. There's a lesson in there for all of us. Be high when you watch sports. I don't like weed, though, so I'll just microdose my psilocybin. I understand it's only been five games, but based on that and the class, what, would you do a redraft on the Cowboys class? And if so, who would you replace? Sure. Uh, Overshown, it's not his fault that you would replace him. You can't control getting hurt, right? But the Cowboys picked Mozzie Smith in the first round, which was always a bad idea. Two-down run stuffer as a first-round player was always a bad idea. Second round, they picked Luke Schoonmaker, who was a tight end, who was an old prospect without much production in college and was a hurt guy, so that was always a bad idea. Those are two not valuable positions in the NFL that you picked those guys at. That was always a bad idea. Uh, in the first round, if I'm honest with myself and go back to how I had graded people, it would have been either Nolan Smith or Joey Porter Jr. And in the second round, you would have taken Osiris Torrance, the Florida offensive lineman. So then, yeah, we would have taken guys from more valuable position groups that were also better players, which would be really nice. That'd be nice. Not that five weeks makes a career. Mozzie could end up being a really good player. D-tackles don't normally just pop into the league and kick ass. He could be fine. Could be. Um, and Scooney could be fine. But Jake Ferguson's a better football player. I think we're going to look back at that one and go, whoops. Uh, is the only way to wash this stink of the result off now to do something radical in the summer? Yeah, and I think that's the Dak thing. I think the radical thing is being open to the idea that we will eat a $60 million cap hit because what we have doesn't seem to be working. We're going to have to figure out a different way overall to do this thing. Can Dak succeed in this scheme? No. Very few people could. What would have to happen for the Joneses to move on from McCarthy? Would they even hire a modern offensive mind? Uh, Don't have a great end to this year and losing the first round of the playoffs or worse. And I could see him moving on from Mike McCarthy for sure. Would they hire a modern offensive mind? I don't know. I don't know. I think they considered Kellen that he kind of was. So yeah, probably they would. I don't know. I don't know. This team's driving me nuts this week. Was the Cowboys' biggest mistake trading away Amari and signing Gallup? Damn it. We're never going to get past that one. But, yeah, that's a huge mistake. Yeah, that was dumb. They intentionally, like, Michael Gallup is making damn near what Amari Cooper makes to be one of the worst starting receivers at separation in the NFL while Amari Cooper is still really, really, really good. Yeah, that was a huge mistake by the Cowboys. And people do that. That happens in every profession. You know why the Cowboys did it? Because they like Michael Gallup. and They didn't like Amari Cooper. They let their feelings decide who was going to be on their football team because who they liked. That's not smart. Okay, I got to go. I got to get ready for it. Uh, I love you guys. Thanks for stopping by. Remember, you have no idea what anyone's going through, so be cool to everyone. I love you. Be easy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.